Welcome to What in the Wellness with Tiffany, where we have real conversations dedicated to helping women make holistic wellness easier. Through education, self-exploration, and actionable steps, mixed with a bit of laughs and real-life experience, What in the Wellness with Tiffany is meant to be your companion on your personal wellness journey. I'm your host, Tiffany Stewart, certified health coach, internationally featured wellness writer, business owner, info geek, loud laugher, and mom of two. I'm so happy that you're here with us. Let's get started. This episode is sponsored by AIM Massage Therapy. We are not effective when we're overwhelmed. Regardless of outside factors and commitments, it's essential we take conscious and consistent moments to retreat and care for ourselves. At AIM Massage Therapy, it is their aim to provide therapeutic services that foster an atmosphere of balance and wellness for individuals who desire to feel and be relaxed. Whether you're in need of a massage session as an initiative to your office wellness program, next social event, or desire alone time to pamper yourself, a licensed massage therapist will come to your location and give an abiding hand to your needs. Serving the New York and New Jersey areas, visit aimmassagetherapy.com today to schedule an in-person session and to shop their new online wellness store. That's aim, A-I-M, massagetherapy.com to book your session today. How's it going? Right? We're going straight into it. No, hey, how you doing? Nothing like that. How's it going? I hope that you are enjoying the springtime. It's like we're we're on the cusp of summer right now if you're listening to it in 2021. And the weather is heating up and I'm looking forward to the warmer weather myself because I'm ready to just do something different (laughs) than being in the house, but, you know, of course, safely. So I hope that you are doing well. I am excited, excited, excited to finally release this interview, which is, it's, it's, I've been sitting on it. I've been sitting on a lot of interviews, but this is with Stephanie and I'm excited to share with you because she's, she was dropping gems through this entire episode. More than anything, it's just to share another great conversation to get the, the brain going and share how other people are out here doing some great things. In this episode, we're talking with a lupus warrior, okay? I'm going to give you more details on her in a second, but we're also talking about how to live a holistically well life in general and how that may look like for, you know, in real life and going through stress and going through loss and going through, you know, just different changes and coming out on the other side just just amazing or as amazing as you can. So I'm really excited to share this with you. But before we get into the episode, I do want to take a moment and please ask if you do like this podcast to please share it with a friend because that does help. Also, if you could rate it on whatever platform that allows you to rate it. If you are interested in other lifestyle wellness things, be sure to follow me on my lifestyle wellness blog, It's Me Lady G, or, or on Instagram at It's Me Lady G. So thank you in advance. So before we get into the interview, and I must say that much like most of the conversations that I have, it is really like speaking with a friend. And and in this case, it's uncanny how much Stephanie and I have in common, um, including the same birth date. 
it's crazy. Because this interview was done almost a year ago now, um, some things have changed in Stephanie's life, including her blog itself. At the time when this was recorded, she could be found at Healthy Hair to Toe, but now she has a new blog called The Holistic Mama Blog, and that will be linked in the description box below. But I just wanted to say that so that you can know as we, you know, we're talking and if you want to go and search for it and it was not there, then, you know, just letting you know. So let me tell you about my birthday twin, Stephanie. Stephanie is an Atlanta-based lifestyle blogger, holistic nutritionist, and health educator who is dedicated to helping others to live a non-toxic lifestyle hair to toe while understanding health and nutrition. She is also a wife and mom of three little humans, ages seven, four, and two. Her blog, The Holistic Mama Blog, is centered around conscious and real-life parenting, home hacks, family health, and easy plant-based recipes. She's amazing, and she's gone through some amazing things, and she is such a source of light. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. See you on the other side. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you for having me, Tiffany. I appreciate it. I'm so honored to be a part of your platform. This is awesome. Yes, like we've been, I don't know if most people wouldn't know, but Stephanie and I, our lives overlapped in crazy ways Mm -hmm. that we were just talking about offline, but it's ridiculous amount of ways. The first one is that we share the same birth date. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Same birthday, you know, just the names being so similar. The names, yep. You know, in my life, I've been called Stephanie millions of times. Likewise, I've been called Tiffany so many times by my own family. And I'm just yep. like, okay, you know what? I'm just going to rock with it. I'm just, I've accepted Exactly. It. Exactly. 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 And so, but, and then we're both, we both, I don't have hair as tame all the time as it seems that her, her hair is. But we both have curly hair. We both believe in very holistic wellness, all that stuff. And I wanted to get her on here to share her with you all. And so I'm going to jump in first, just go jump in and ask you to introduce yourself and tell us about your work. All righty. So guys, um, thank you again, Tiffany, for having me. Uh, I am Stephanie. I am a holistic nutritionist and holistic nutrition counselor. And I currently live in Atlanta. I'm originally from New York. I basically help people to get to a healthy and non-toxic lifestyle hair to toe. Um, I work with clients of all health conditions and uh, food lifestyles because I hate the word diet. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I have um, worked with people, especially within the lupus community. I myself am a lupus warrior and I've been med free for nine years. Uh, It's actually Mm -hmm. what catapulted me into this industry. And I, my life's goal, mission, and God-given purpose is to just help others heal from hair to toe. There we go. Like, I think, I think most of us in the wellness community have had something that launched us into it. That was our personal yes. struggle. Yes. That mo- I, I, would you say so? From I agree 1000%. I have, it's, if it's not a direct 
you know, um, uh, health condition that impacts them directly, you know, with themselves, it's usually like a family member or a loved one. And they just feel inspired and moved to really just work in that direction to help heal others, whether it be through coaching, uh, nutrition counseling, or, you know, even wellness writing, you know, yes. somehow, some way, just making an impact within their community because they want others to thrive, which, you know, is amazing. And that's what we really need more of in the industry. Yes. For sure, for sure. And, you know, we can't, we can't skip over the fact that uh, both of us as Black women, we are, in general, in the whole wellness industry, we are uh, less represented. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're representing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's just really refreshing. And we love seeing, that's why I wanted to get more people on here, because that are doing just amazing things in the wellness space because there's so many of us oh just in general but and obviously all the ones i've had so far are women for the most part other than all the other people i've interviewed except for one has been a woman mm-hmm. and I, I whatever i could be biased about that but you know i just want to make sure that <laughs> there's so many of us doing such amazing things in the space um that i wanted to make sure that all of our stories get told yeah. so yes my next question is what what is it that led led you down this path and how did you know it was your purpose you know i it was a, co- a combination of things but i feel that when i was diagnosed with lupus and the road leading up to that was extremely daunting um mm-hmm. and stressful because i was walking around sick for years not knowing that's what was going on, but knowing that something was wrong and the doctors were missing something. And, you know, once I figured out that, you know, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. This, it has a name. I'm not crazy. You know, this isn't in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm not a hypochondriac because most people with a chronic illness, especially a chronic pain condition that you can't see, um, start to wonder and question themselves. Like, am I imagining it? You know, is this, Mm -hmm. is this what it is? So knowing what I felt and what I dealt with, you know, I said, no, I don't want anybody else to feel alone. I don't want anybody else Mm -hmm. to feel that way. I don't want anybody else to feel as if that condition is who they are. Um, You know, it's one of something I stress to my clients all the time. You are not X, Y, Z. You are so-and-so who's experiencing xyz right right you know because again when you're walking around with a with an illness for so long but you know and then you finally get a name for it you're quick naturally to just identify with that and it becomes it almost consumes you and there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with you know wanting to um advocate for whatever condition that is but it's very it's a very fine line with starting to become consumed by it to the point that you're not really able to separate yourself and kind of just do the work to navigate that space and really do do the true healing, you know? So that coupled with, you know, starting to lead a non-toxic lifestyle, you know, health-wise, nutrition-wise, even in the home, um, all of those things kind of came together. And I said, you know, I, I, I can't go down the path of teaching. I used to teach. I can't mm-hmm. go down the path anymore. This, as much as I loved educating, this just felt more like this was my calling. And it, there was no doubt in my head. There was no, you know, inner voice saying otherwise. It was just, if I felt at peace, you know? Okay. And so that it felt whole. It felt whole for sure. Yeah, that's what I think, uh, even for me, 
well, it was confusing for me when people would say, I used to Google, like, how do you know if something is your purpose? Like you, you know, like to find out, like, yeah. like how do you know yeah. what, if it's once when it's right. Mm-hmm. And I guess to the point where when people say you, when you know, you know, it just, it just feels like you feel like, okay, this is, this is right. And this yeah. is, it feels like home. It feels, you feel whole doing it. Yes. And I, yeah, that's what you would say as well. Cause I think a lot of people are at the point where they're trying to figure out if they don't know their purpose already, they're just like, how do I know when it's it? You know? Yeah. So Yes, yeah, so I think the pandemic kind of caused everyone that's, you know, the two pandemics, we've got the global health pandemic, and then we've yes. got, you know, the uh, racial injustice and, uh, you know, all of that going on. And all of these pandemics are kind of forcing, you know, not only just Americans, but I think people around the world to really reflect, mm-hmm. you know, and really try to figure out, are they closest to their highest self, you know, right. and that's really where our purpose lies when we feel aligned to our highest self. So, you know, it's, it's an awakening period, I guess, within the world, you know? So yeah, we, we are forced to now become more in tune with that, that inner, our inner voice, our soul, you know, and that peace, Mm -hmm. is this bringing me peace or is this bringing me chaos? You know, so definitely, I think you hit the nail on the head for sure. I think that, that for, for, a lot of people, at least for me, I can certainly say that this whole time, even though it's been crazy, for sure, mm-hmm. that it's, it has highlighted some things that I needed to work on in life. Like, what, what actually are the priorities that I should be, um, should, that I should make more of a priority, you yeah. know, in, in, in general, when it's not a pandemic, and, you know, because it, they, they give me joy and because, you know, maybe these other things aren't needed at all. And so I think that when there was some meme going around, like, maybe this isn't a terrible year. Maybe it's the year of enlightenment. And, you know, that kind of hit home a little bit when I saw that. Uh, okay. Has it yeah. seen? Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I see, I've seen it as well. I, I, I agree. You know, it's, it's more about how do we shift the narrative? Like we can't do anything about this virus, right? We can't do anything about um, this being, it's already here. You know, all we could do now is control how we react to it and what we decide to take out of this to, you know, really elevate ourselves. You know, we can take all the supplements, we can, you know, eat all the foods and do all the things, but what are we doing for our mental health? You know, because there is no going back to quote unquote normal, right? This is, (laughs) this This is is the new normal. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, what are we going to make of it? You know, what are we going to make of it? That's, that's where, that's where it's at right now. Absolutely. Absolutely. So my next question for you were, what were some common symptoms that someone newly, newly diagnosed with lupus could look out for? And how did you know that something was off? Um, You know, what's so crazy is just like, I don't fit the cookie cutter, um, list of symbol uh, of symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I didn't have the butterfly rash. I didn't have okay. severe joint pain that was identifiable outside of what I was already dealing with chronic pain and a car accident in which I was almost paralyzed. So oh, wow. this is what was throwing a lot of doctors off because they assumed that I was just dealing with residual pain from my spinal injuries. I was dealing with residual pain from, you know, multiple surgeries and, you know, things like that. So okay. automatically, um, they kind of dis I don't want to say dismiss. I mean, some did, um, but they kind of, you know, 
shifted it over to that. So myself, I noticed I was in a state of, I'm not getting any better. I'm kind of stagnant. But mm-hmm. then there are times where I'm really bad off. So something's not right here because <laughs> I've right. had four surgeries already. I've had numerous rounds of spinal injections and physical therapy and chiropractor and all these different things. And some, it, it's not giving. And I was only 25, you know, at the okay. time. So, you know, I was pretty young. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just something kept nudging me. Now I look back, that was my intuition. But at, at okay. that time, I didn't have, you know, the, you know, the knowledge I have now, you know, mm-hmm. of my inner self and also just externally. So I knew that I needed to t- take charge. And, you know, the doctors that I had at the time were not going to help me. I needed to help myself. So mm-hmm. I paid attention to what was off. I was very itchy very itchy for like no reason at all hmm. to like when I tell you like itchy head to toe to the point that I was red and on my legs I would start bleeding because I was scratching so much wow you know um but there was no rashes absolutely hmm. no rashes whatsoever okay and then it was the fatigue when I tell you I could fall asleep anywhere you know and this is pre-kids so it's mm-hmm. not yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they could okay. lock me in there and be it. like you know you got three <laughs> kids six and under I mean damn like you're 25 you used to run track you played sports you're active why are you falling asleep constantly right. you know um so that and just the general feeling of pain in places where they were not affected by my car accident. I fractured my neck. I fractured my lower back. I injured my left knee and my left shoulder, but I was having pain in my hands. Why am I having Mm -hmm. pain in my hands? Why am I having Mm -hmm. pain in my toes? You know, why Mm -hmm. am I sometimes having jaw pain out of nowhere and I have no cavities or anything like that? There's no dental issue. Went to the dentist, ruled everything out. Don't have TMJ. I don't grind my teeth. Something's Mm -hmm. all right here. You know, so I started, I was working in the healthcare industry for a few years before going into teaching. And I went to a huge um, hospital in the city, hospital for special surgery. And I took it upon myself, looked up a rheumatologist. This was all random. This was, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. I mean, yeah, no, no, you're right. It wasn't. wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) God of the universe were guiding my steps. Exactly. (laughs) No, it wasn't. They put me in that hospital as an employee, mm-hmm, which was, mm-hmm. again, first full-time job. And it was just like, okay, you know what? Let me get to the bottom of this. Saw a rheumatologist and he was amazing. Um, absolutely amazing. Um, and he did so much extensive blood work. And he told me, he said, I'm going to test your blood about three or four times over. I'm just letting you know. I'm very hmm. thorough. And I said, no problem. He said, no, I don't think you understand. They usually don't do this, but from what you're telling me, something is definitely off and somebody's missing something. So I got my results back about two weeks later and he wouldn't even give them to me over the phone. He called me in and said, you have lupus. And I said, okay, what? (laughs) Right, right. You know, because all I knew of lupus was literally people dying. I never knew of people like myself who were, you know, walking around, working and doing all those, you know, all the things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't follow. So he showed me my blood work and was just explained everything to me line by line and said, this is why you have been not feeling so great. 
and unfortunately your doctors were mistaking you know your injuries for the pain that you're experiencing um and lupus is really hard to diagnose a lot of people walk yeah. around about seven to ten years without a diagnosis you know right which i didn't know it's like a collective like because even when yeah. i was making sure that i was doing my due diligence for like, it's, um, well, you know, I like, anybody that follows me knows I'm kind of a geek with this stuff anyway, but it's, um, I, it's a collection of, of symptoms. Like, it's not like, it's not one thing. It's so yeah. that's what also makes it hard to diagnose. Yeah. Yeah. 100%, 100%, you know, so just following that intuition, but then paying attention to knowing my body and just knowing like, whatever this is, this isn't me. Something's off something's way off like again i i could i could be driving and out of out of nowhere the the breaking point for me was when i fell asleep at a red light and mm -hmm. i said okay no like this can't something's happen already, i've already been in a car i don't need another car accident under my belt i can't lose my life over this so right right you know so we went down the path of going on medications and you know um I was even on, you know, hydroxychloroquine, like everybody's always talking about. I was oh on boy. Yeah, I was on, <laughs> I was on it all. And I just didn't like the effects. I didn't like what it did to me. I didn't like how I was feeling. Um, you know, aside from the physical effects, the mental effects, I, my mood was up and down. It was just, it was a lot. I, all of a sudden I had anxiety and I've never experienced anxiety in my life. Like what? Like, okay, no, the, the, this isn't me. I, I don't like this. I'm coming off, you know? And so I gradually weaned myself off the medications and, you know, I didn't do it blindly. I definitely consulted with um, my rheumatologist and I was very, you know, I stood my ground until, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not at a point where my symptoms are going to, you know, start affecting my organs or anything like that. Like we've gone over this. All right. I'm changing my lifestyle. I can't live like this and I want to have kids. Right. I, you know, I just got, just gotten married, you know, oh, okay. so it was just like, this, this can't, this can't be happening, you know? So, um, oh no, I'm misspeaking. I, I got married not so long after that, but, um, I got married the year after. Um, but okay. nonetheless, I knew that I wanted to become a mom and things like that. And a lot of these drugs, unfortunately hinder your fertility Yes. side effects. And I just, I didn't want that life. So I made that decision and then, you know, I've been med free ever since. And, it's just, I, I would say definitely follow your gut, follow your intuition, you mm -hmm. know your body, you know when something's wrong, you speak up and don't back down. Like, yes. keep knocking Huge. on the doors until somebody listens. Yes, it's, it's uh, I'm very much about being your own health advocate, even yeah. if it is being a pain in the ass to your doctor. Yep. Like it's, 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 it's your body and they're actually working for you. you yes. Know? So yes. 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 <laughs> yes. I tell my clients this all the time because a lot of them, they fight with their rheumatologists or they fight with their functional medicine, medicine doctors and things like that. And, you know, I'm not against, um, you know, doctors at all. I feel like there is a time and place and a role for them, you mm -hmm. know, beyond what, um, holistic and naturopathic medicine can do. Right, However, right. you know, it's one of those things where you have to understand you, they work for you. You don't work mm -hmm. for them. You know, it's, it's the other way around. So you have to stand your ground. You have to speak up and you have to make them listen to you. And they don't want to listen, move on, take your insurance and money or whatever the case may be elsewhere. Yes. You know? And just for clarity, just so that we, people can, they, they don't think, cause everybody will think all of a sudden that we 
might have been um, so much about this holistic health style from the jump. Just for a uh, timeline's sake, when the time when you started to get these um, these symptoms, did you were you anywhere near as health conscious as you are now? Absolutely not. I didn't know jack squat. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I wasn't even vegan. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Curry gold and oxtail were my favorite foods. <laughs> oh, I love it. I still, I still miss it though. I still Ooh, miss it. Not saying like, cause I'm more. I'm not I'm claiming. I'm I'm more plant based than I am. I'm not vegan anymore, right? Oh, so that's another conversation. That's a whole other conversation. It's a yes. whole other. We don't have time for that. We don't have time for that. No, we don't. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> we don't have time for that. But, either way, but I do, woo, I think about that curry goat and mm. the, the oxtails. Oh, I, I think about it. But I just wanted to bring that for, for, um, you know, just for context for people because yes. um, they may think, oh, you always been like this. And, you know, like, no, it's. Mm -mm. <laughs> mm -mm. Definitely not. Definitely not. Yeah, I, I went. I went towards, I used to say vegan and now I say plant-based, but like I said, like we said, that's another It's a whole other conversation. We would, we would, I definitely think you should definitely do a podcast on that and I'll do gladly. I don't know. I don't know if I have the, I have the energy for it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I don't know. They might not be ready for that conversation. It's a, it's a whole, it's, it's, a lot. it's too it's heavy. A lot. It's too heavy. It's very heavy. It's, very, it's a lot right now. But, <laughs> you know, I've been, I've been on this train. I would say uh, my oldest is going to be seven. It started when he was about eight months old, nine months old. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as far as, you know, the um, eating, you know, more plant-based and, you know, carnivore, uh, right. Ask that that's less than 10 years old you know okay, so right yeah it's not the same time I was definitely more of a meat eater I ate cheese I ate dairy I you know did all the mm -hmm. things I ate my, mm -hmm. my Oreo cookies and all that like mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't give none of that up at, at first you know that was a very gradual gradual process you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. definitely definitely it's, it's been a long time coming and I don't want people to think at least this is the way it is to me like mm -hmm. I don't it's not that I don't want those things sometimes. It's just in my head, I'd be like, do I want to deal with the, the repercussions of those things? But I think about that before I eat it. You yeah. get what I'm saying? Like, and so then I'll be like, mm, no, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I 100% I, I get you. Back in March, uh, when quarantine was just starting to hit, you know, I got myself all the quarantine snacks. I think everybody did. I think everybody did. I was like, all right. And I said, <laughs> down here in the South, there's a store called Sprouts, and it's like straight up. Oh, I hear, I hear about it. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You come, you come to Georgia. Okay, first of all, we hanging out. Oh, okay. You Second, know that. <laughs> we going to shopping, and I'm telling you, you ain't never going to want to, uh-uh, you're going to be like, no, we need to move down South. Like, uh -huh. let me tell you, they get you with their bakery section, their vegan bakery section is oh, insane. No. They put home to sleep. They put oh, no. it's so <laughs> And so my niece was here, my nephew, my brother came to visit, and we had just moved into the house. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, let me buy all the snacks because we have huge sweet tooths in my family. Uh -huh. And so I bought all the vegan cookies and we yep. got them every few days. And they were here for like two weeks. Girl, mm -hmm. I broke out. Yeah, it's like your body is like okay, okay. Oh, no, my body straight up slapped me. It straight up slapped me. It said, "Go to bed." It was terrible. It was just like, what happened? 
happened. Like I was like literally a 13 year old all over again, going through puberty. Wow. It was so bad. And you know, it didn't click right away. It did mm-hmm. not click. Oh, no. Yeah. Even it, for us, sometimes it's like, it doesn't like click. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like, what? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I can't do this to myself. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's like, you know, after the, after the first time, like, okay, your body's like, okay, I'll let you slide. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you slide. Well, you can have about three, four, five. There okay, you go. Okay. Okay. The whole it. pack. Okay. The whole pack. Okay. All right. You're trying me now. <laughs> oh, you get my soul, girl. You get it. Oh, yeah. You understand. It's true. It's true. And that's really great to, this whole thing is really great to let people know that, like, even though it says vegan on it or it has whatever label on it, which uh-huh. I am, am very slowly working on like a label guide type thing. For oh, people. that would be awesome. You know, like, <laughs> no, like I will promote yes. it to no end. Oh my God. Oh, good. <laughs> just like a simple, da- you know, a, yes. a scaled down label guide. Yes. Um, just because something says vegan doesn't mean it's healthy, you know, oh, like at all. Yes. At all. Nice. <laughs> So my next question for you was, um, well, I'm a huge, huge advocate of figuring out effective stress, stress management methods that work for women. Um, how has stress played a part in your wellness journey and what have you done to counter it? Now, before I even get into that too, and that reminds me of a question I was thinking of before. Um, I know from my research that inflammation and stress triggers have a lot have gets rolled into with with lupus so even if you could speak on that like if you know what have you done as far as stress management and inflammation and all those things that uh that you can share with others dead on um you know it's just i am someone who's constantly evolving so i am gentle on myself in that aspect because i don't expect me to figure it all out and i also am you know how do I want to say? I have accepted that what may work for me in one time may not work for me in another. Mm-hmm. So I'm very cognizant of circumstances, different circumstances affecting things. But at the same time, I'm also mindful, like if something stresses me out, it stresses me out and I need to implement boundaries. So imp- implementing those boundaries, but you know, being consistent with implementing those boundaries is key mm-hmm. because we could talk blue until we're blue in the face saying we have boundaries for X, Y, Z. We don't tolerate this. We don't tolerate that. But being consistent with actually implementing them is another thing, you know, because mm-hmm. I, you know, and I'm pretty sure it's like a result of like childhood, emotional trauma, things like that. But I am a people pleaser and yep. I, I could be somebody's biggest cheerleader and, you know, kind of place expectations that they're going to treat me in the same manner. And Mm -hmm. that just sets me up, you know, for a disappointment, but then stress, because then I don't understand why, why didn't something measure up? So being aware of those triggers is top, top thing, because you could take all the adaptogens, which I'll touch on in a a second, all the adaptogens, you know, all the, you know, stress fighting foods and things like that. But if you're not aware of those triggers, those baseline triggers, and knowing yourself and what will cause you that unnecessary stress, if you're not aware of that, then you're just setting yourself up for constant yes. disappointment and constant falling short and you know beating yourself up into a vicious cycle. Um, so knowing my triggers is one. 
Uh, number two, adaptogens for sure. Things like ashwagandha, you know, um, even herbal teas. Um, and then, you know, maca is another adaptogen that I love. Those mm -hmm. kind of just, you know, mellow me out and kind of keep me, keep me, you know, centered along with meditation and yoga whenever I can. I'm not as consistent as I used to be, but I also know my life circumstances have changed. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like, what are we going to do? We're going to beat ourselves up about it? No, like, <laughs> no. And then it's, then it's stressful trying to do it with a two-year-old. Oh, forget it. At the Don't same time. It. Yeah, forget <laughs> it. Especially when she's like trying to poke your eye when you're trying to exactly. do that with a dog. It's just like, no, okay. <laughs> this is not working. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but recently, now that we're, you know, getting back into the school year, um, at least down here, school starts in about 10 days. Wow. Um, so, you know, this is new for us because being from New York, we would start after Labor Day. Right. Um, but down here, they start about a month early. So it's been a, a very uh, trying process. <laughs> um, even though we were homeschooling for a little while, um, our little guy wanted to go back into a school setting. And we, he literally didn't last 30 days before everything was shut down anyway. So, wow. you know, now that we're getting back into that, we know we're going to be home and, you know, we're doing the distance learning right now. I have started to get up every day at 5.30, 6 a.m. I, you know, do my stretches, I do some yoga, and then I have some herbal tea and I take some me time and I literally watch the sun come up. You know, mm -hmm. that has played a huge impact on me being able to manage my stress during the day because, um, you know, I'm two people down right now. So everything kind of falls on me right now at, at, in the home. And right. I noticed I was getting short. I was taking it out on the kids and my six-year-old is the one that told me, literally said, mommy, I need to talk to you for a second. And I was like, oh God, here we go. <laughs> and he, when I tell you, he laid it into me, but in his six-year-old way, was just like, I know you're upset, but I need you to take a breath and calm down. And I was just like, okay. That was the kick in the butt that I needed to get my, my stuff together. Right. <laughs> right. Start implementing more of what I used to do. So now we got back to the adaptogens, knowing my triggers, the adaptogens, herbal teas, taking my me time and being, you know, not being unapologetic about needing that time because, Absolutely. you know, I, it's just like, we, I feel like we can go two directions as moms. We either feel bad for doing it mm -hmm. or we overcompensate because we feel like everybody else around us has it together. So we need to do yes. X, Y, Z. And, you know, it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, first of all, social media is a highlight reel. So let's stop. Let's that, just, let's what? Stop. I said that in the last episode, I just oh, taped this. Mm. Tell me. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> you know, it's a highlight reel. Like, mm -hmm. come on. We're not all out here living our best life. Some of us are in the same clothes for three days. Like, you know, yep. they take a shower, they throw back the same thing back same on. Clothes. Oh, it ain't dirty. I can't get to laundry yet. So let me throw it. <laughs> you know, like, come on. We ain't going anywhere. We're home. That's right. You know? <laughs> mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, just being aware, more self aware, and accepting things for whatever they are in that moment and understanding what we can control from what we can't, and just being more mindful. So, you know, that's, that's really, that's really key right now. And not just as moms, but just as us as women, but especially black women, we yeah. have such a, you know, torch and baton that we're carrying for so many things and so many people, whether it be for our black men or for, you know, our families or for, you know, just the mess that everybody else is making. And it's yeah. like, what happens when a black woman come in and save the day as usual. So, I mean, 
we're carrying so much. So we really just have to be more intentional and more mindful of what we want and what we want out of it. You know? Right. Right. It's, 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 I'm, I, I know for sure by speaking to so many people so far in the wellness, um, wellness space, cause I don't want to say industry, just space, but, um, it seems all of us are much have evolved to be much more self-aware of the things that are how we tick the things that trigger us, the way we feel, the way we think and the way that our body responds because of it. And I think that's something that's kind of hard to teach others, but it's um, something that's very much needed by, by, by other people when they're trying to figure out what their health issues are. Um, Would you agree? Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. You know, um, it's just, it, again, it's just, it, it all circles back to just being more aware, more mindful and unapologetic, you know, and really honing in on all of that. Um, in order, you know, it's something you said before about inflammation and stress, you know, mm-hmm. I don't think most people realize how much stress plays a role internally. Absolutely. You know, you literally can become inflamed you know, just from stress alone. alone, 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 nothing else. You don't need to have a history of hypertension. You don't need to have a history of diabetes. You don't need to have a history of any type of cardiovascular disease whatsoever. You know, it, stress kills. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, I, and mm-hmm. on top of that, just to, to, to bring more context to it, um, I mentioned in another thing, because if by the time this goes out, I'm not sure how people have listened to it in order. And so I, they'll be like, you just said that in the last episode. But, um, <laughs> but in, in another episode, I stress the fact that um, stress looks differently for everyone. Yes. You can't tell anyone that like, oh, don't be stressed about that. You know, it's just, some, you're just cooking or it's just a meal where somebody else like might've got hit by a car. You know what I mean? Like the body, however they perceive stress is, is valid for yeah. that person. Yes. They're, they're, you're absolutely right because there is no one way for everyone. We are all different. You know, we are all different and our bodies adapt to things differently. And we're all dealing with different traumas and triggers. Yes. You know, yes. so our, you know, my way, you know, it's, it's something my husband said the other day. Uh, he touched on the fact of how he handles, you know, conflict and things is not the way that I do it. He actually right. placed the, his expectation of how he handles things mm-hmm. on me and didn't right. understand like why I wasn't handling certain situations a certain way. And I said, because that doesn't work for me. Right. You know, I'm very analytical. I am very watchful. And, you know, I, I do have trust issues. So yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Once, once, once I'm cross, like that's it for me. Like I, I admit right. that. Right, I don't, right. I don't hide that, but I can't from my sanity and for my soul, I can't just off the bat forgive and go into something with someone, you know, go back, go back to where I was with someone when I feel like a boundary was crossed. I'm the type mm-hmm. of person I, I need to address it directly. I need to speak on it. And if I can't, then I just distance myself. You know, but for me, that's what works, you know? So, but for him, it's like, no, he's, he's, he's completely the flip side of that. And, you know, it was just like, 
an eye-opening conversation. And I told mm-hmm. him, I said, if I kind of, you know, just forgave and kept going, it wouldn't resonate with me properly and I would be stressed out. Right. Stress is not healthy for me. So I can't do that. So again, just knowing those triggers, knowing those, you know, those boundaries and implementing them, but being consistent with that. And, you know, then of course, you know, adapting, you know, um, impl- um, incorporating things like adaptogens and non anti, you know, anti-inflammatory foods and things like that to help boost the mood and, you know, essential vitamins and minerals. It's like, it all kind of just comes together and there's no one way for anyone. So I always say tailor it to you, but know what works for you. And the only way you're going to know is by trial and error. That's- right. That is the only, because everybody's like, just tell me what to take. And I'm like, well, I can tell yes. you a couple things. Oh my God. Yes. 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 <laughs> 100%. Yes. I can't tell you how many times I'm just like, you have to try this and figure this out, <laughs> trial and error. <laughs> and you know, you'll know what works. You know, some people say, I'm trying to think of something that works, that works for some people that doesn't work for others. Um, Even ashwagandha. Yeah, I was just about to say ashwagandha. I was just about to say mm-hmm. that some people literally have bad experiences with it. It doesn't kill them, but it's right. just like, it doesn't work for them. And so what happens? They move on to something else, you know? Um, so right. yeah, it's just, I, I feel like, once we become more in tune with ourselves, you know, as, as women and just know, and individuals in general, just knowing what works mm-hmm. for us and what doesn't, it's just, it's smooth sailing from there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's definitely an experience yes. overall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we're going to get a little bit, um, more, not personal, personal, but it's, different things. The next question is, I I know you recently moved to a new state, which is hella stressful because, well, I only moved from New New York to New Jersey a couple of years ago, but you moved completely farther. But how has that entire process been on yourself, your family, and your health? Ah. Well, that's all the same. (laughs) Yeah, that is all the same. (laughs) You know, it was a very stressful, stressful move. At the time, you know, my husband had just lost his job right after we had our daughter, like not even Mm -hmm. a month later. And so we were dealing with, you know, no income because I was already Mm -hmm. at home. Um, I had just newly become certified. So, you know, I was new, I'm still new in in the industry, but I was brand spanking new. So (laughs) I wasn't, I wasn't making anything off of that. Um, And in the midst of it all, we, overshot how long it would take for him to find work. So what ended up happening is we ended up putting our place up for sale and fast forward to the fall, my mom passes away. Then Mm. our house, we close, we get the notification we're closing that same week. Um, (laughs) And it was a mad dash. We only had five days to get out of our apartment. And we packed everything up, 10 years worth of belongings with three kids by ourselves. Absolutely no no help, no movers, no nothing. I've already told my husband, I said, if we even move across the street from where we live now, we are getting movers. I don't care. Like I'm not, (laughs) I'm never going through that process again. That was between breastfeeding, nap times, lunch. You know, then it's like we had to disconnect the TV and the cable so then the kids are going crazy because they're like, what we have nothing what are we to gonna watch? watch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to watch? One of them almost threw the phone down the vent. Like, it was just... <laughs> oh, 
Hey, y'all. No. We got out of the apartment at like 1.30 in the morning, and then we had a flight the next day at 10 a.m. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, it was hella stressful. <laughs> but I think at the core of it all, you know, it's we didn't have the support emotionally that we, you know, for, forget physically, but emotionally we thought we would have with that move because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people were against it, you know, and it was just something where okay. we had to kill a lot of noise because we knew in the situation, the fi- dire financial situation that we were, we knew we had a small window to move, a very small window. Right. And we knew if we didn't make that move at that point, we weren't going to do it. You know, so okay. it was something where we knew coming to Atlanta, you know, my husband's in the tech space. He's been in there in the tech space for 15 years. You know, he's great mm. at what he does. Um, and we knew making the move, especially as, you know, black entrepreneurs, that this was going to be the best move for both of us, you know? Right. So we had to look at the long, the, you know, the, 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 the long game. Yeah. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. the end goal, you mm-hmm. know, so it was very, very eye-opening, um, you know, and it's just one of those things where we had to accept that it's not that we were, you know, doing anything to spite anybody. This mm-hmm. was a move that we thought about very, very thoroughly because we were in New York and everything is super expensive, you know, mm-hmm. how expensive. We've got three kids. Okay, my mom's gone. Okay. My dad is 70 plus and retired. And it's just like that sense of mortality started to hit us because, you know, they were so helpful throughout our journey in our financial journey. When uh, my husband lost his job, they were Mm -hmm. really like, I can't even tip. I can't even get to tell you like what they've Mm. done for us. And it was just like, my mom literally said on her deathbed, Steffi, whatever you do, make sure you go. He, oh, she said, oh my God. Yeah, she said it because, you know, in the, she had um, sp- uh, spurts of where she had her memory and she was able to talk. And there's one of the last things she told me. And she said, you know, whatever you do, you be the best damn mother to those kids and you guys Ooh. go get out of that apartment we were in a one bedroom apartment for 10 years and not a lot of people on instagram knew that because you know oh i think i I, this most of people don't know most of what we're we're sharing on these podcasts yeah (laughs) you know so it's just like there it it was just we know we our kids are growing we're growing families growing and we gotta go right (laughs) right at the end of the day you know we have to do what's best for us as what's best for y'all yeah Mm -hmm. and if it means that hey you know you're leaving we're not talking to you anymore okay well we weren't cool like we thought we were you know yeah so blood or not it just you know you can't spite anybody for making a decision for growth right you know and betterment of themselves and their kids you just can't and Mm -hmm. you may not agree with it you may miss them and that's okay but if if there's anything i've come to know is that come to know in this process is that 
people will literally personalize those moves off of what? their own insecurities and something they haven't addressed with themselves, whether it's they, they had the opportunity to make moves like that and they didn't, you know, right. because of other things or people held them back because they listened and it's just like, okay, well, you're about to do it. Why? What makes you different right. from me? Right. You know, it makes them question like their value and you shouldn't, you really shouldn't yeah. question your value off of somebody else's moves because you don't know what chess moves needed to be made in order for them to get, you know, get the checkmate. To do, right, exactly. Again, our paths overlap on certain things where our family didn't personalize things. You know what I mean? Of course they were at first, at first they, I guess it was just with certain family members, not all it was just like uh, um they didn't understand or like they had one idea of what new jersey looked like you know what i mean and mind yeah. you we live less than an hour from where they are right now right okay. but like like it's <laughs> on the highway but uh it was they, they thought it was way more rural than it really was when we like showed them on paper like our house that is like you can get a house for like three hundred and seventy five thousand dollars in new jersey where in new york that's getting you nothing. Yes. Nothing. Exactly. You can't get nothing. Exactly. You know what I mean? And, yes. <laughs> and exactly then we were like, no, we have to. And I mean, like in Atlanta, I hear it's even, you can, you probably got more. <laughs> Let me tell you something. 100%. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm going to be really candid with you because uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know this. So like coming from New York, the house we're in right now, in mm-hmm. New York, this house would be about five. 500 about 500 plus no yeah Mm -hmm. i'm sure so it was it was about less than half that down here now if you bring yourself to where we were staying when we first got here in the city Mm -hmm. in the actual city we were in Mm sylvan hills it's where tyler perry studios is and stuff like that okay they're getting gentrified right now so what's happening is they're pushing everybody out Okay. You know, so mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. houses went from being in the hundreds and the two hundreds to now a, a little bungalow, a three, if two or three bedroom bungalow, you'll get for about three or four hundred K because mm-hmm. it's the equivalent of Park Slope, Brooklyn. Right. And yeah, for people that don't, that are from New York, even when I hear my best friend who lives in, she lives in Alabama. She used to, we met in New York. We, um, she lived in the Bronx. And then she moved to Alabama and she tells me the prices down there. I feel like throwing up every time she, yes. she says it, like, she's like, Oh, this, this person sold the house for a hundred something, a hundred something. What? Like, yeah, exactly. Thousand? Like, <laughs> 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 but, um, but yeah, you have to do what's best. Like we knew that it was the best thing for our family, yeah. our family unit to move out here. Yeah. And yes, I mean, like, even people think, like, okay, you're just an hour outside of your family, but still, we, like, I don't, we don't have, like, date nights and stuff all the time, like, at all, like, really, like, we've had, like, one in the whole time that we've been here, you know, yeah. and even then, we had to, like, we, it literally took 30 minutes for us to get out the door, yeah. because our daughter was screaming the whole time yeah. before we left, you know, like, yeah. so, so it's, um, you have to do what's best for your family. And I'm going to transition to the next question of like, cause I noticed that we both had commented on my leaks. Uh, yes. post, which oh, that was people so can, timely. Yes. People oh, can, uh, people can go back. Cause by the time this goes out, you, you could go back and you could know the post we talking about, but um, where she mentioned how a person's growth can make other people feel rejected and yes. act out because of it. 
I know that I've experienced this, not particularly in the move, but just in general with other people when, when I was changing. And it was hurtful and stressful, but I had to find a way to handle it for my own sanity and health. Can you speak on how you have experienced this, which you have a little, and give tips for other women to, who deal with uh, people, friends, family, etc., who don't like or feel rejected by the changes that they are being made, that they are trying to make. And that may even be with like changing the way the products that you're wear, uh, using or the, the food that you're going to eat or whatever it is. People personally, people have had a problem with the way that I've decided to eat. Um, friends, family, other even people I just, just meet, you know, like have a problem when I tell them about what I don't eat. Um, and they feel rejected because of that. And I know that personally, I know that has nothing to do with me, but how have you handled it and what tips can you give for other women? You know, I think it's one of those things where you literally have to just say, it's not about you. It's, Mm -hmm. this is, this is me. This is my journey, you know? And, you know, as far as I think I want to split this because I've experienced what you're talking about too, with like even the way we eat and things like mm-hmm. that. Um, but as far as like when you're doing moves for growth or changing courses of direction, whether it be with career, you know, I think part of the, there's, this is, there's two sides to this. Um, one people have this preconceived notion based off of your current journey. So mm-hmm. they feel like they have it all figured out. Right. And a lot of the times where they, when they feel like something's kind of been changed or ripped out from under them with no notice, it's almost like, wait, what? I mm-hmm. had all of this figured out already. This is all set and such and such and such. And now you're changing the script on me. What, what, what the hell's going on? You know? <laughs> and then the other side of it is exactly what Malik was saying, which is they have personalized, you know, your growth as an attack on them. On them. And it kind of ties back to what we were talking about before, where there are certain triggers that people have that they don't realize they have because maybe they had an opportunity to make certain moves or do certain things and they did not seize on those opportunities because they actually did let other people get in their head telling them that's not the right move. You shouldn't be doing that. Why are you doing that? You know, and the the why not coming from a place of genuine curiosity, coming more so like, you know, well, why would judgment. you do that for? Judgment, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think understanding that that's for them to figure out. You can't figure that part out for them, no matter what you do. And you yeah. cannot please them. So many of us have so much emotional trauma that we don't know how to unpack. Like mm-hmm. myself sometimes, you know, and I'm working through that um, since my mom's passing. But just understanding that I don't have to be a people pleaser. And that it's okay for me to change direction because I'm not, res- I'm not measuring myself against everybody else's, you know, um, categorization of me and what I do. I'm measuring myself against my own growth. Right. You know, and that's super important. We have to start centering ourselves in that retrospect that we know why we're doing something and we mm-hmm. are able to do it unapologetically. Right. I, I've seen it all the time with even with in the plant-based and vegan community. 
Um, I think the last person to do this was Minimalist Baker. And, you know, yes. oh, oh my, she's still <laughs> getting dragged a year later. Yeah, and every time she posts something <laughs> and she's like, yo, I swear, I look in the, the comments and like, let me back up. <laughs> let me back up for everybody who's like, who's Minimalist Baker. Yeah. So she had, she had a blog. She has, it, it's not just a baking blog, but it was, she has all sorts of recipes great recipes yes. they're all like really using minimal ingredients yes for you to and they're all like healthier recipes but yes. for a while she was it was um i don't know if she started out i don't know but it for a while it was a vegan account and yes. then she announced that she wasn't going to be vegan just have vegan um options on her thing that she was going to have primarily plant-based options but she was also going to incorporate non-vegan elements into it into some of the recipes and yeah. she had a whole it's a whole section on her blog that has everything and she explained it all and why and the story behind it and then she started posting stuff back on her instagram that had non-vegan options obviously when i'm saying non-vegan options she had some fish she had um, eggs, uh, chicken eggs, eggs. Yeah. eggs but it'll be like some that are vegetarian and then some that are omnivore dishes but it's still all mostly plant-based things and even gluten-free and gluten-free gluten really right well exactly and yeah. very good with gluten-free options yeah but Lord have mercy. Every yeah. time she posts a thing and it's a year later, as Stephanie says, and somebody's like, wait a minute, I thought this was a vegan account. And I You're late. You can't blame the algorithm for that one. Exactly. <laughs> and other people will respond to them like, oh, come on. You just, you're like, like come you on. Spill with this. <laughs> You know, it's just one of those things where, you know, she she's only speaking from her experience. She's only speaking for herself. You know, this is what whatever the case may be, however she came to the decision, it's her body. It was her mm -hmm. choice. Mm -hmm. But the community felt as right. if they needed to drag her, right. um, chastise her and right. those things. And I'm just like, my God. Yeah. What gives other people the rights or the balls <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, to really mm -hmm. truly think that they can dictate how somebody a uses their platform b right. makes a move for themselves right or does anything for their family like it's just like beyond me and yeah you know it's just it's one of those things where again we have to start becoming more accountable for being flexible with our own journeys right and being unapologetic about those moves and yes you know it's just it's it's uncalled for but it, it's kind of like it's going to come with the territory you know right. Right. and it's one of those things where if you weren't doing it before if you weren't voicing yourself you know sternly before and being very clear and intentional about whatever it is you're doing or how you're deciding to do it and you know things like that it's mm -hmm. going to warrant a reaction 100% yeah. because people become used to a certain thing, whether it be in social media or how you live your life as far as where you're deciding to live um, or your career or whatever the case may be. But right. understand that, again, it's part of the journey. But once you get used to doing so and being, you know, very firm in what you believe and what you feel works for you, people mm -hmm. either have two choices. Either they can pick up and go or they can mm -hmm. get on the train with you. 
Right, exactly. I mean, and, and really, that's what happens at the end of the day. I yes. mean, that's what really ends up happening. Yes. Um, I say a lot of the times with anything that it may be different for someone, there's like multiple phases that happen when you say that look, when you're, you, you are different and that like you're, you're, or you're doing something different. First, they're going to be like, they're going to be like, what are you doing? Some people, not all people, yeah. but some yeah. people like, what are you doing? And then they're going to, then it's the next step of, hmm, let me see what they're doing. Right. And then it's the next step of, hmm, maybe, not, maybe what they're doing is not so bad. Then it's going to be like, then it's the step of, yeah, you know what? I might do that too. You know, like, so it's like, it's a, 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 a whole thing. So yes. you just got to do what you're going to do regardless. Yeah. You know, you got to do what you got to do for you. 100%, 100%. You know, it's just, it's, it's like that saying, <laughs> I used to hear this all the time when I just had uh, our oldest, our oldest son. And is a saying I always saw. It said, I was a great mom until I became one. You know, exactly. Because oh we, we had all these plans and like, <sighs> you know, I'm, I'm not giving my kids processed foods and I'm going to do that and I'm going to do this. Meanwhile, it's just like you throw the tablet at them just to freaking keep yourself alive. Just like, to keep them, girl, like, yes, yes, you can't, you have to do what's best for yep. you. Like, and then on top of that, you have to align with people who, who allow you, how am I saying? People who are aligned with what the way that you're trying to live, maybe yeah. not the way that you have been living and that no longer serves you, but the way with people that, that do the same things that you want to do if you're going in that direction. Yes, yes, yes. 100%. It's just, it, it comes with the territory when you're ascending to your highest self. There's just, yes. you know, you, yes. everybody can't go with you. You can't take everybody yep. elevator with you. And it's not to say that you're better than them because right. I like a lot of the issues people have when people grow apart or change directions is you think by them not taking you along with them okay that they're shunning you right and it was never about you to begin with that's the problem nope made their life and their journey about you and how mm -hmm. it serves you you know right and we all have to understand that everybody's on a different walk you know, everybody's mm -hmm. on a different path and everybody's on a different beat. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's just when you're ascending, you really can't take everybody with you because not everybody is ready to receive that message yep. in that moment. They just aren't. Yep. They are meant to get it at a different time when they're open and ready. So in the meantime, what mm -hmm. are you going to do? You see your bus coming. You know it's taking you to your job. You know it's going to make that stop that you need to get to. But because your friend got to go to a different office and there's, their stop is being skipped, you're going to stay behind with them so they don't feel alone? It doesn't work, right? Nope. It just it doesn't work. Nope. Then where does that leave you? Jobless, you know? And the yep. way unemployment working right now, you know, it's just... <laughs> reducing come on come on no more six hundred dollars <laughs> you gotta take your bus they gotta take theirs they go to their job you go to yours and y'all meet up when you can and that's it that's right and yeah. the people that really care about you will allow for that happen and that ebb and flow yes naturally they don't they don't the people that i've the people that i've really connected with over time are the people that just allow allowed me to ebb and flow and do and the things and that just without judgment you know what I mean like and those are the people that I want with me yes. for, you know for the rest of my life or around me period it's what we need, it's what we need you know mm -hmm. and that's that's something that it's 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 an uncomfortable part of the journey because you know 
you almost shed people. Yep. Kind of like, kind of like, you know, not to be grotesque, but it's kind of like how a snake sheds its skin. Yes. You're shedding because it's time for a new step, you know, Mm -hmm. and you can't take all that old skin on you. You kind of, kind of, you have to be able to breathe. You have to be able to soak in whatever is going to come your way, you know, and too much noise kind of just deters that. And you Mm -hmm. don't need that energy because, uh, you know, people are energy. We are energy. Yes. We are. And that energy can either flow with you in the same current or it can go against you and cause friction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. you can't take all of that with you as you're trying to ascend. So you need to start making hard decisions and understanding that, listen, it doesn't mean you don't love the person. It doesn't mean it's not about that. It's just about what's going to allow you to get to your highest self. Because at the end of the day, when you're closest to your highest self, that is the greatest form of self-love. And yep. self-love is self-respect, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. You got that, you know, you're golden. Oh. And anybody who feels threatened by that, they don't love you. They may care. They don't you. love you. Exactly. They don't love they you. Don't love you. They don't love you. And sometimes you have to, you have to, it gets easier, I say to people. Yes. It gets easier to, to even confront those people um, and, and, to identify and confront what needs to be identified and confronted yes. uh, the more that you do it you know yes. the more that you do it after the first time second time it gets easier you know yeah it, no it does it's, it's kind of like uh riding a bike almost <laughs> almost <laughs> you know for me it was roller right. skates you know it's just yeah, like yeah, yeah. The four wheels it'd be easy I'm, I'm easier on roller blades than i am on skates but you know after about an hour or so it's like okay the hang of this i'm good i'm good you know and exactly doing it you keep doing it you know but yeah it's just it comes with time but you know you can't lose that focus you know no just have that self-love and self-respect for yourself you really do yes so we've come to the last question which is the one i reserve for guests sharing a tip or a life lesson that the listeners can put into practice right away what is the one thing or practice you must have in your daily routine to keep on track? And how would you suggest someone start this? Ooh, that's a loaded question, girl. <laughs> Just one day. Uh, <laughs> I would say try waking up about half an hour to 45 minutes prior than what you normally would do. And, but before you do that, think about what you want to do in that time. Because I could eat, you know, I'm a nutritionist, right? I could easily just say, eat more fruits and vegetables. That's right. You know, anybody can do that, right? I mean, for the most part, it doesn't matter whether it's organic or not. If you can, great, you know, do it. But that part right there, that's something we have in our control. It doesn't matter if you work a night shift at a job or a day shift at a job or you work from home. Try waking up 30 to 45 minutes prior to what you normally would. Decide what you want to do in that time before you do it and start getting consistent about that. If you want to journal, journal. If you want to, you know, watch the sunrise, watch the sunrise. If you want to have a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, whatever the case may be, whatever brings you joy in that time, use that time to do it and become consistent with it because at that point you have started a process for yourself where you're implementing a certain boundary of self-love okay and you're pouring into your own cup once you start to do that one little thing it'll kind of snowball into other things and it'll become easier because i think that that's the biggest problem we have 
as women, but especially as black women, we don't take care of ourselves enough. But when I say ourselves, not, not physically, mentally. Right. I was about to say that. Like yeah. it's, it's more than just going to get your hair done. And, yeah. And, uh, yes. I mean, those, those mm-hmm. things are great. And trust me, I need to go get my hair done. I'm not I need to as well. I need to as well. <laughs> These ants need some clipping. However, <laughs> you know, <laughs> same, same. <laughs> you know, it's just it's more so of that mental health. You know, mental health love, giving ourselves that that space to really pour into ourselves, whether it be you know, creating a vision board or manifesting something and meditating on it and just thinking about it or praying, whatever it is, whatever brings you joy, do that consistently for thirty days. And right. ask yourself, how different do you feel after that? Yes, you know? that's, that's, that's a good one. I think I've, I've said over and a lot of the people that are in the wellness space, they're very much about, about um, journaling. It seems to be a big thing, at least to some degree, even if it's not every day. Mm-hmm. And being very intentional, it seems, with the time that they are allotting for themselves, you know? It's uh, it's big, especially if you have you're short on it. I think that when when even for me, I could say for as being a mom, um, if I say to myself, no, for these next thirty minutes, I'm going to just do this. You know what I mean? And then I guess it sets in my mind that I'm going to do that because if not, I won't. I'll just end up folding clothes or something. You know? Yep. And so <laughs> I get it. I'll end up, you know, grabbing a pan of paper from my oldest to do his drawings or I'm end up cleaning yes. toys or reorganizing a, a shelf of some sort that has nothing to do with me. It's not even mine. Nothing. <laughs> not even mine. Not even mine. My class is still <laughs> set up yet. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, girl, I got all sorts of laundry that's sitting right next to me Ooh. that needs to be folded. <laughs> oh, I say that now as I look at my sweatpants and shirts over there. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get there. <laughs> We're going to get there. We can get there. This is clean. It's clean. Y'all can pick from it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, thank you so much for this. This was oh. awesome. We have been saying that we needed to connect, and I hope that this, I know this won't be the last. Oh, but, no, and, it um, will not. No, it won't. Not. It won't. The universe it has won't. spoken. This is going to be something ongoing. And Absolutely. I thank you so much for the work that you're doing, Tiffany. We need more of you. I wish we could just sprinkle you everywhere because oh my gosh. your platform <laughs> and your voice is what is needed in our community, especially right now. You are really doing the work. Okay. And I don't know how much you've heard that because I know a lot of, especially as Virgos, like we, we do so much and it's very rare that it's recognized or said out loud, but I think. Yeah, or, or we, we think we're not doing enough. <laughs> enough. Yes. Yes. 100%. 100%. And, you know, I know I can say without a doubt, I know that this is your passion, that this is your purpose. And, you know, thank you for giving us a voice, especially in a time where we've been muffled for so long and not regarded to the level that we need to be. Um, You know, please continue to do this, continue to make space for us and, you know, women in general, but especially black women. And, you know, you are a gem in this community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Twin. <laughs> yes, birthday twin. Yes. <laughs> well, please tell everybody where they can connect with 
you. And of course, I'll have all your information in the show notes, but let everyone know where they can catch you on the internet. Definitely. So um, you can catch me on my blog. I've been writing a lot more consistently. So um, I definitely have lots of health, wellness, lifestyle, all that, uh, all that jazz up at healthyhairtotoe.com. And on Instagram, I am healthyhairtotoe, as well as the dot holistic dot healer. <laughs> Great. I know you've been posting, um, you got a couple good, not just a couple, but you have a lot of recipes and uh, quick ways to, to, to help yourself with different, because a lot of people, I think the problem um, people have just in general is, okay, they know they should eat healthy food, but it's just, what do I do with it once I buy it at the store you know what I mean yeah. and then when I when I bring it home what should I do with it and what's a not a complicated way for us to to get this in my body or in my routine and you've done amazing you have amazing ways of doing it especially that's why it's good I, it's very good for people that let's say who may not have kids but are like who may find some other platforms very pretty and I'm not against the pretty but it maybe may, they may feel a little bit overwhelmed yes. by the things that may be on yes. the platforms yeah follow some moms in wellness because yes. if we we if we're able to do or share some like stuff that we're doing while we got all this other chaos going on mm-hmm. we're not we're not making it complicated you know no. what I mean so, <laughs> we're, so we're not, you know it's just <laughs> I, I can't even begin to tell you I've literally had four clients say to me you know, thank you for simplifying this because every time I turn on the gram, it's some pretty picture of some right. Yeah. And I'm not against them because I, I follow. Oh, I love, I love them, and I'm. There's a lot that we know, and it's yes, but it's like there's some for everyone, and there's there's yeah. levels. It may not be like you. It's not saying that that's not for you right now. Maybe it's not for you right now. Maybe you don't yeah. connect to it right now. You need to get there. Maybe yeah. we, we're the ones that like I when I visualize both myself and you, I visualize a door, right? Like I said that okay, health and wellness is a door, and that I'm I'm gonna be here to kind of help you open that door. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like yeah. let me help you open the door and help you walk in a little bit. Yeah. And then and then from there is way more. There's a lot of other people who will let you go further down the rabbit hole of that. Yeah. But it's but 100%. you have uh, you're amazing with sharing your story, especially. Yeah. I know that there's a lot of women that are dealing with lupus and they want to know different ways to just how to how to how to what the story is or how it may look or you know for some because I know personally I've I've personally known a couple of women who have um who've dealt with lupus and I'm not sure where where they are in their their journey right now because we've lost touch but just having more um information out there on the holistic way of going about things and again I think that we're both kind of aligned where I feel like we're not anti-doctors we're just pro-information that's what exactly. i say a lot of times right <laughs> exactly we love research we love comparing things we love looking at data but then it's like we bring that we bring that voice and that touch of just knowing your body and knowing what works yes. for you and knowing that that no matter what that takes precedence over anything you know yes so, um this is why i don't believe in full-blown protocols and things like that because i'm like that that's just too that doesn't work for everybody, you know, right. so, you know, 
you know, let's keep making moves. Let's keep making waves. Let's keep opening doors and let's keep breaking things down in order to really shift that narrative and make it easier for everyone. Yes, let's do that. And we're going to, I'm going to end here, but yes. I do want everybody to please go and check out Stephanie at Healthy Hair to Toe. Again, everything will be in the show notes. And we're going to talk offline, but make sure that you go and follow her. Thank you so much, Stephanie. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so what'd you think? Fun, right? So much fun. I really wish that we were closer. Actually, a lot of the people that I speak to in general and internet friends that I've made, you know, I say internet friends, but I really do feel like they're my friends' friends um, because I speak to them often online, but I wish that we were all closer so that we could all hang out. And I know that a lot of them would like hanging out with each other, but I really would, I know that Stephanie and I would like, <laughs> it would be so much fun, especially because our, our children are not that far off in age and we like to do a lot of the same things. So anyway, thank you, Stephanie. I hope that you're well when you're hearing this and I really appreciate all the encouragement you've given me. So be sure to check out Stephanie and all of her work. It will be all linked in the show notes. Once again, if you did like the episode, please take a minute and leave a rating on whatever platform allows you to or share with a friend. But that is it for today. I hope this gave you a little bit of joy and something to think about or gave you another tool for your wellness toolbox. So until next time, stay well. Speak to you soon. Bye.